and I find it highly offensive that you've accused me of a crime. Angeles, this is your broadcast as heard on 90.7 FM in LA, 91.7 FM KYAQ on the beautiful Oregon Central Coast, 93 FM WLRI in lovely Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and of course, coast to coast and around the globe on KPFK.org. Streaming on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, Radio or Not, Radio Free Brooklyn, and Radio Sputnik. Five days a week, you can run, but you can't hide from your broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, Troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow from bradblog.com. Thank you for joining us today. Boy, we got, a, uh, as I promised yesterday, a humdinger today. Election officials behaving badly. And we've got them on tape. We've got caught them on tape exclusively here on the Bradcast. You will want to uh, stand by for that. Also today, uh, Desi Doyen and the Green News Report uh, will be joining us a little bit later as calls grow, continue to grow in Congress for uh, a Department of Justice investigation of ExxonMobil for obscuring, some might say lying about evidence of climate change. We've been talking about this now well, I want to say for weeks, but actually uh, almost for months now. And uh, comparing what ExxonMobil has been caught doing to what the tobacco company was caught doing. And uh, and and convicted for in court under racketeering laws. Uh, now we have uh, more calls uh, for for an investigation, a prosecution there. We had Congressman Ted Lieu on uh, a few days ago, he was the first in Congress to send a letter to the Department of Justice asking for such a probe. And uh, now a couple of senators are doing the same thing. So that will be in our Green News report a little bit later, along with a little bit more on the political change in Canada, what that, that may mean for the uh, for the uh, dirty tar sands oil fields up there. Some new numbers on how Americans accept or deny climate science. And this is actually good news. But uh, also some uh, some bad news about new temperature records broken across the globe in September of this year. So all of that elections behaving badly and more is ahead. But um, well, speaking of investigations, uh, we're all for it. I'm all for it. That's what we do here. That's what we do on the Bradcast. That's what we've done for more than a decade at bradblog.com. That's what we've always done. Investigate investigate everything. Oversee everything. We've investigated a lot of stuff over the years that many in the mainstream media or in establishment politics have poo-pooed or dismissed. 
often they've dismissed such investigations at, at, at first, like the lies about the Iraq war. Everybody said, oh, no, there's no. What, are, what do you mean lies? What lie? And the Bush administration outing the identity of a CIA spy. Oh, that's not a story. That didn't happen. They didn't do that on purpose. Uh, they didn't do that for political reasons. Uh, that was done, of course, yes, on purpose for political reasons in the fir- for the first time in the nation's history. But the media ignored that story, ignored so many in the blogosphere who were investigating that. But then they came later to understand why such investigations were important and how there was, in fact, criminal behavior uh, at the center. Other investigations... Uh, many in the in, in politics and in the media, other investigations that we've carried out, uh, many uh, still ignore them, like uh, so many of the concerns about voting systems that we have covered for so long. Though many who ignored them originally, I think now do understand them. So there are many investigations that others have uh, have similarly carried out in great detail that are also frequently dismissed by many. So I try to not be one of the people who dismisses those investigations, even when there are things that, uh, you know, I just don't see anything there. Or at least they don't see what the uh, investigators uh, believe might be there. Uh, what really happened on 9-11? Chemtrails. Obama's birth certificate, all of those things. I have not been particularly impressed by the uh, information that has come out of a lot of those investigations. But I really don't poo poo them because, you know, and I don't you know call them a conspiracy theorists because I know what that feels like. I know what that feels like for people to, uh, you know, to to dismiss my own investigations only later on to say, oh, yeah, maybe you were onto something there. So I try not to do that even if they're investigations that I'm not particularly impressed with. I welcome them. I welcome the search for truth on all things when it comes to oversight of the powerful, be they government officials or corporations, etc., as long as the search for truth is legitimately a search for truth, carried out with a sincere motivation in hopes of uncovering corruption and wrongdoing. As I said, I don't always agree with the conclusions that are offered by those investigations, but that doesn't matter. I, I don't dismiss them. I welcome them, even those, as I say, I've, I'm not particularly impressed with. But when investigations are carried out by people who know, who know that they are carrying them out for reasons other than those offered to the public, for example, for purely partisan or purely political reason when there is no evidence to suggest wrongdoing. Well, uh, even then, even then, I'm exceedingly patient and generous with such investigations because I know what it's like to have questions uh, and investigations dismissed out of hand. But at some point, at some point, it becomes crystal clear that a so-called investigation is actually no such thing. It is actually a campaign, not an investigation. And that, of course, was the case, for example, with James O'Keefe and Andrew Breitbart and their pretend investigation of ACORN. And their pretend uh, disingenuously edited and presented pimp videos that Fox News and, by the way, many Democrats also fell for. That was a fake investigation. It was a campaign. It was not an investigation. And that is also the case and has clearly been the case now for years when it comes to the pretend Benghazi scandal. The investigation has for years been little more than a political campaign. 
It's not an investigation. It's a campaign. Even if the corporate media has played along with this pretend scandal, has played along with this campaign as if it's a real investigation, as if it was legitimate. It is not. And frankly, it never has been. And the media has played along and they have been playing along, at least until uh, recently, when they were essentially given the permission to treat this pretend scandal for what it has clearly been from the beginning. After they were given the permission to treat it for the partisan campaign that it is, now that uh, GOP House Majority Speaker Kevin McCarthy came out and admitted what it was, a campaign to take down uh, Hillary Clinton. The corporate media knew that, of course. They knew that for a long time, but most were afraid to say it out loud until they got permission from, uh, from McCarthy. And that's just, that's just one of the problems with our corporate mainstream media. That has allowed this ridiculous matter to get to where it has gotten to today, and that is thanks to the corporate media passing along every bit of nonsense put out by scam artists with, uh, without proper or often any vetting at all. Remember the... Remember the fake CBS 60 Minutes 60 minutes story with a phony CIA Benghazi whistleblower that turned out to be completely phony that ran on 60 Minutes? Remember that? When this Benghazi tragedy where four Americans were killed during an attack on September 11, 2012 at two different U.S. facilities in Libya, when that was turned into a political campaign, and that's where we are now. A legitimate investigation into what went terribly wrong with security at these outposts, diplomatic and intelligence outposts in Libya, has now become a fully-fledged campaign led by Fox News and their Republican acolytes in Congress. And after seven investigations, we have now spent some $4.7 million on the Benghazi Select Committee meant to attack a front-running Democratic presidential candidate. And that is what happened on Thursday for some eight hours of questioning. I sat through as many hours as I could, about four of them, and I'd like to know how I get my four hours back. Because it was filled with all manner of stuff and nonsense. I love investigations. I love congressional investigations. I love in investigations even when they're underscored by uh, partisan competition. That's healthy. But when there is no there there, when there is no evidence of actual wrongdoing, when a so-called investigation becomes a kabuki theater and a campaign for po potential partisan gain only, well, that's fine, but it doesn't mean the corporate media has to play along with it, and it doesn't mean I am going to play along with it. And when the mainstream media uh, does play along with it, they should be called out for it. Kurt Eichenwald at, uh, at Newsweek does a bit of that today in a comprehensive piece, frankly, on the uh, unprecedented absurdity that has become the so-called Benghazi investigations. He writes, the historical significance of this moment can hardly be overstated, and it seems many Republicans, Democrats and members of the media don't fully understand the magnitude of what is taking place. The awesome power of government, one that allows officials to pour through almost anything they demand and compel anyone to talk or suffer the shame of taking the Fifth Amendment, has been unleashed for purely partisan political purposes. It's impossible, says Eichenwald, to review what the Benghazi Committee has done as anything other than taxpayer-funded political research of the opposing party's leading candidate for president. Comparisons from America's past are very rare. 
He says Richard, he compares it to Richard Nixon's attempt to use the IRS to investigate his perceived enemies. Senator Joseph McCarthy's red baiting during the 1950s with reckless accusations of treason leveled at members of the State Department, military generals and even the secretary of the army. He says, but the modern McCarthy's of the Benghazi uh, committee cannot perform this political theater on their own. They depend on reporters to aid in the attempts to use government for the purpose of destroying others with bogus scoops ladled out by members of the Congress and their staffs. These journalists will almost certainly join the legions of shamed reporters of the McCarthy era as it becomes increasingly clear that they are enablers of an obscene attempt to undermine the electoral process. And on that point, he's right. And on reporting the uh, uh, Benghazi tragedy as a Benghazi scandal, the media ought to be ashamed of themselves. For reporting on this so-called email scandal of Hillary Clinton so far, they should also be ashamed of their themselves. There is no there there. And I don't have time, maybe we will uh, uh, later this week or next, uh, to play some of the nonsense about that specific email scandal. Um, but it is a fake scandal. It is a pretend scandal. It is a campaign. There is no there there. There is no uh, illegality there. If there is, I'll be happy to report it. If there is uh, illegality uh, or wrongdoing when it comes to Benghazi here, I'll be happy to report it. For now, however... I'd rather turn uh, to real concerns, to real investigations. And one that we have been carrying out for years concerns how voters can possibly have confidence in the results of their elections. And we have another disturbing example of the lack of confidence and the lack of oversight uh, that voters are able to carry out. Thanks in uh, no small part to the electronic voting systems, but also to election officials uh, who get in the way of an attempt by the citizenry, by the voters to oversee their own elections. Uh, we'll get to that after we take a, a, a quick break. But before we do, I want to play uh, just some infamous audio from an, an infamous bit of video from Pima County, Arizona, back in uh, 2007, when their county clerk, a man by the name of Brad Nelson, was asked by a voter uh, about new touchscreen voting systems that were coming to the county. And in this case, they were to be 100 percent unverifiable, debold touchscreen systems, direct recording electronic or DRE systems that were being brought into the county. Uh, the voter by the name of John Brakey, he's a great election integrity advocate now. He had concerns about those systems that they couldn't be properly tested and this is what happened when he asked Pima County, uh, Arizona, Supervisor of Elections, Brad Nelson, about those machines. Listen to the way this election official responded. Yes. Uh, on the equipment that's coming in, I understand there's going to be nine early locations, and there's going to be direct recording electronics, D-bolts. I don't know that. Well, didn't you sign the contract for it last day or two? No. Nope. No? When's the contract going to be signed? It's already signed by the Secretary of State. Okay, so we're getting D-Bolt, AccuVote machines, DREs, right? I don't know that. I didn't sign the contract. Well, we know you know, and we know that we know because we've seen the contract from the purchase order. Then and you know, you know that, too. Then you know that I signed it. You just okay. said I signed because, it. Because, well, the Secretary of State said that the county Was my name on the contract or not? All I can say is the county, the Secretary Was my name on the contract or not? You said it was. No, it wasn't. I did not say it was. I didn't say it was. I'm asking a simple question. 
Well, how do you run an accuracy and vote test when you run these ballots to the BRE when there's nothing? There's a lot because our vote needs to count. We want to verify it. And we're voting on uh, faith-based voting systems. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. What's your question, John? My question is, how are you going to do an accuracy vote test on a DRE when it doesn't have a ballot but just a paper, magnetic paper? I haven't had the equipment in my hand mm -hmm. yet. It's like asking me whether Marilyn Farnsworth was a good kisser in my senior high school class. Until I kissed her, I didn't know, and she was. <laughs> oh, man. Infamous uh, video of election officials behaving badly. Uh, unedited uh, version you can check at uh, bradblog.com. Just go there and look for Brad Nelson Pima County. You can see the whole thing. We'll try to link to it. We have... Yet another example. That was just one. We have another example of election officials behaving bad on video. Uh, exclusive uh, audio tape. Uh, we'll try to put up the whole video uh, from this time from Mahoning County, Ohio. We'll take a short break and then we will come back with that and concerns about a recent ballot initiative on fracking. And that's what brings us to that video and to the audio that we will play from Mahoning County, Ohio. We will have one of the voters who is involved in this audio and an election official all with us next. That story, the voter involved and the election official coming up right after this break on the broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast, both brought to you without corporate or political influence. Why? Because we rely on you to help keep us completely independent. Please drop by bradblog.com slash donate today and help us stay on your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com slash donate. You'll thank yourself later. I'll thank you now. Uh-huh, yeah. can count 424 billion for war why can't they count our votes good question and if they can count thousands of bombs and still be buying more why can't they count our votes why can't they count our We're votes not done. welcome We're back not this is your bradcast brad friedman from bradblog.com and the age-old question why can't they count our votes, even when they have paper ballots? Uh, a lot of people don't understand. If you fill out a hand-marked paper ballot, they think, oh, that's great. I didn't use one of those touchscreen voting machines. Uh, they will count this ballot. Well, in most cases, almost the entire country, they don't count those paper ballots. They simply run them through an optical scan uh, uh, tabulating machine which either gets them right, counts them right, or counts them wrong, there's really no way to know unless you bother to count those ballots, unless human beings bother to count those ballots. And we have reported on this program uh, case after case over the years of those uh, optical scan tabulators announcing the wrong results to elections. And sometimes they're caught, thankfully, by sharp-eyed election officials, and we have no idea, no way of knowing, really, how many times they aren't caught. 
Uh, most jurisdictions around the country do not do uh, hand counts. They do not even do hand audits to make sure a few of the ballots uh, were counted correctly. All right, keep that in mind because this whole story kind of wraps up two of my favorite things, uh, vote counting, or lack thereof, and fracking or lack thereof. They all sort of come together in this uh, really bizarre story. Uh, supporters of a Youngstown, Ohio anti-fracking charter amendment on the November 3rd ballot uh, questioned the legitimacy of the results of the last time the proposal was on the ballot. I believe last year when uh, the, the results from the uh, Mahoning County Board of Elections found that the anti-fracking charter amendment lost, uh, and lost big, by 15.4%. There are questions about those results, and there are questions about uh, the upcoming results. I believe it's this November uh, when the question will once again be on the ballot, and can uh, voters actually rely, can they have any confidence in the results as reported by the county uh, election uh, officials, the county elections voting machines. For the record, in Mahoning County, that's where the Youngstown, Ohio is, Mahoning County uses the ESNS DS200 paper ballot opscan system, a system that has had problems all over the country. I can detail some of those in a bit, but let me get to my guests uh, to help this story unfold and this remarkable audio tape we have uh, from a video of a recent meeting of the Mahoning County, Ohio Board of Elections. When concern about these results from the uh, last election uh, on this uh, uh, ballot initiative and the upcoming election on this ballot initiative, when questions about those results came up, um, I'm joined by by two guests. The first one, uh, Dr. Ray Byersdorfer. He has earned a uh, bachelor's, master's and Ph.D. degree in geology. He now serves as a distinguished professor of geology at Youngstown State University in Ohio, in Mahoning County, County, where he has he's been on the faculty there for 23 years. In the early 80s, he worked as an exploration geologist for Gulf Oil in California. He did pre-doctoral research as the SO, uh, as in Exxon, presumably SO research scholar in in um, Melbourne, Australia and postdoctoral research at the University of Chicago in Alberta, Canada, land of the dirty Alberta tar sands. In the 90s, he worked as a NASA research fellow at the Johnson Space Center, and he's the five-time winner of the Youngstown State University's Distinguished Professor Award and a winner of the National Science Teacher Asso Teachers Association O-House Award for College Science Teaching. Uh, Ray and his wife uh, Susie have been advocating for some years in favor of this anti-fracking ballot initiative in Youngstown, Ohio, which, as I say, is Mahoning County. That advocacy and a recent rather extraordinary confrontation, I guess we can call it, uh, with the Mahoning County Board of Elections, which we'll get to in a minute, is what brings him to the broadcast here today. Welcome, Dr. Byersdorfer. Great to have you here on the broadcast. Hi, Brad. Happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, great, uh, great to have you. And also joining us uh, is our friend Virginia Martin. She is the Democratic Election Commissioner at the Columbia County, New York Board of Elections. Since 2010, uh, when optical scan voting machines were introduced in her county, Martin and her Republican counterpart, uh, they have co-chairs there uh, of the Election Commission, have conducted full hand counts of scanned ballots counts that are efficient, secure, transparent, bipartisan, and open to the public. 
and uh, we had uh, Virginia and her Republican counterpart on this uh, program to explain what they do in uh, in Columbia County some weeks ago. Virginia Martin joins us again today. Virginia, welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you, Brad. Delighted to be here. All right, great to have you, Virginia. I'm going to ask you to sit tight for a bit uh, for a bit as I walk through this with uh, with Dr. Ray. Uh, Ray, we'll get into the specifics of the recent dust up between you and the Board of Elections momentarily, but very quickly, so we understand just the very general background here. Uh, what is this anti-fracking initiative, uh, which has been repeated several times on the ballot out there in Mahoning County? Uh, that you and your wife, Susie, I believe, have supported for several election cycles now in a row. And I should say she is a member, I, I believe, of the Frack Free Mahoning Group, correct? Correct. Yeah, full disclosure, she co-founded Frack Free Mahoning. And if people wanted to learn more about it, they can go to protectyoungstown.org. Uh, the city of Youngstown has home rule, and that means that the residents can uh, petition to amend the city charter. And it requires getting a, a number of signatures of registered voters. And they began doing this in 2013. Uh, it, hasn't, it hasn't been successful at the ballot, but it kept getting closer. It went from 13.7% defeat to 9.3 to 8.3. And then people were surprised when it went up to 154 uh, in last November in the 2014 election. Uh, that that the margin of uh, the of, margin of loss, that, yes. The, the margin of loss increased uh, at, at a surprising rate, and you guys had a, uh, a man by the name of Randy Yunkin of Youngstown paid thirty five hundred dollars to take a poll, an exit poll of sorts, after those results, and said uh, based on the results of the exit poll, and and the exit poll is not quite the right word, a post election poll, because I believe they called people uh, to ask how they voted. According to that poll of 476 respondents, uh, 36.3 said they voted yes. 34 percent said they voted no. So it seems like, according at least to this poll, that initiative should have won. Um, I want to play this audio, this rather extraordinary audio, uh, Ray. But just to be clear now, you will have this initiative once again on the ballot this year, this November. Exactly, yes. The Board of Elections refused to certify it, and the actual the city of Youngstown Lord Director said that they were behaving in an illegal, unconstitutional, and abusive discretionary function, and it went all the way to the Ohio Supreme Court, and they ruled that the uh, Board of Elections had to put it on the ballot. This, what you're going to be playing mm-hmm. happened that same morning where they reluctantly had to certify it, and also, they gave little speeches, you know, in opposition to it as well. So they were they refused to certify it. In other words, to to allow it to be on the ballot until they were ordered by the state state supreme court to put it on this year's ballot. Exactly. Okay. Also, the Mahoney County prosecutor gave them gives them legal advice and said, no, this group citizens group had done everything required. Everything was legal. They needed to certify it. They neglected what he said, and they spent thirty thousand dollars of taxpayers' money to hire an industry law firm to represent them in the uh, mandamus brief uh, posed by the city saying, no, it has to go on the ballot. Okay, so for some reason, and their claim as I understand it, and by the way, I really wanted someone from the Mahoning County Board to join us today. They did not respond to our calls. They did not respond to our emails. 
Uh, hence, uh, Virginia Martin uh, from uh, Columbia County, New York, is joining us to give us an, an election official's perspective here. But in any case, uh, all right, they they were against this. They said that uh, you know that, that uh, Mahoning County doesn't have the authority to stop fracking, uh, but they lost, and so this will be on the ballot. You came to this uh, Mahoning County election meeting, board of elections meeting, just a week or two ago. Uh, and you expressed your concerns about the results of the previous election and your hope that they might be able to hand count the ballots in the upcoming election, as I understand it, in November. I'm going to play that uh, clip uh, before we play the extraordinary, I think, extraordinary response that you got from the election officials at that meeting. Here is uh, your request, uh, Ray Byersdorfer, uh, from the video, and, and we'll try to post this full video online, but this is your request uh, for a hand count of the paper ballots uh, in this anti-fracking initiative coming up. This was a meeting just a week or two ago. I am not a member of Frack Free Mahoning, but I have volunteered as a scientific expert for them when they've requested me to do so. I am not one of the realtors on the Community Bill of Rights, but I gathered close to 500 signatures in support of that petition. Now, uh, looking at it, people have pointed out this will be the fifth time it's on the ballot. If you look at the results from those prior elections, it lost by 13.7% the first time, 9.3% the second time, 8.3% the third time. So there had been a trend of getting closer to passing. This last election, uh, it was... Uh, said that it lost by 15.4%. An exit poll <coughs> conducted by Issues and Answers of Virginia Beach, Virginia, said that it passed by 2.1%, leaving a discrepancy of 17.5% between the exit poll results and the unverifiable uh, results of, of the election. So um, I have a question in that the, one of the previous times when there had been such a big discrepancy between the exit poll results and the printed results was back in 2004. I brought with me books about this, including a comic book about it, a large volume of telephone-sized documentation, and a book called Witness to a Crime, which has a whole chapter on voter discrepancies in Mahoning County. Mahoning County gets its own chapter in here. In, result, in, in both the, comp, the uh, past history of election discrepancies in Ohio, and the fact that there was such a large difference between the exit poll and the results. I was an invited guest on WKBN Radio last Wednesday, and I demanded a, hand count, a public hand count of the ballots on this issue. So I'm here at the Board of Elections following up on that uh, to, again, demand a public hand count of this issue that everyone can see, and so there's no conflict and no discrepancies as there was in the prior election. I, you stated I'm not allowed to ask a question, but I would like to continue to follow up on this to find out what needs to be done to have a transparent public hand count of this ballot issue. A transparent public hand count of this issue seems a reasonable request. That was Dr. Ray Byersdorfer uh, just a week or two ago at the Mahoning County, Ohio Board of Elections meeting, making what seems to be a, a reasonable request, particularly given concerns about the last time uh, this anti-fracking measure was on the ballot. Uh, here is, uh, and, and then the, the Board of Elections was allowed to respond to his request. Uh, and I should say in Ohio, they, they are run by both uh, Republicans and Democrats uh, together in each county in Ohio. 
although uh, they serve at the pleasure of the Secretary of State, who happens to be Republican right now. In any event, here is the response that I think is rather amazing from uh, David Betris. He is the Democratic chair of the Mahoning County, Ohio Board of Elections. Here is his response uh, to your comment, Ray, uh, which, by the way, we did not cut. We played it all the way uh, pretty much from beginning to end. No internal cuts there. Here was the response from the uh, the Democratic chair of the Board of Elections, David Betris. Doctor, you, you are certainly free to have whatever position you want. But if you're going to impugn the integrity of the director and the employees of this board by saying that somehow they're rigging an election, I'm not going to let you do that. You just basically accuse this board of criminal behavior. No one in this board condones, allows, or supports, or, or, or in any way would do anything to impugn the election results. I can't help it if some rinky-dink organization did an exit poll. The poll that matters is how the voters vote. This system we have has been allowed by the state legislature. It's regulated by the Secretary of State. It is as transparent and as open as it, it can be. For you to accuse this board that somehow we all conspired to make sure that your issue lost is just ridiculous. And I'm not going to sit here and allow you to impugn these hard-working public employees that do that. And I'm certainly not going to take it that you're going to say I'm conducting in some kind of criminal behavior, because I'm not. And you, my friend, that's insulting to me and insulting to this board and insulting to these employees. I will not vote for anything. We're going to do it like the law allows. <clears throat> there is no way that anyone, and if you brought me proof that someone did something criminal, I would make sure that they get prosecuted for it. But just because some organization did an exit poll and somehow the poll was different than Election Day, I got news for you. Mitt Romney's pollsters <laughs> told him he was going to win on Election Day. And he didn't win. So, so I'm not going to, I'm sorry, I'm insulted by that. And I find it highly offensive that you've accused me of a crime. Wow. That was uh, Democratic Commissioner David Betris, Commissioner of the Mahoning County, Ohio Board of Elections, responding to my guest's uh, request for a hand count, uh, some kind of transparent hand count of this ballot initiative. Uh, this took place just a week or two ago. Ray, you were uh, accused of uh, you, you were accused of accusing them of rigging an election, accusing them of some of a crime, some kind of criminal behavior. I did not hear that in your request to them. Was that your intent? Uh, do you believe that they manipulated the voting system in order to game the results of this ballot initiative, Ray? Yeah, I certainly wasn't accusing anyone of a crime. I just pointed out the discrepancy, and I asked for a public, open, transparent hand count of the paper ballots. And uh, I was I was a little bit surprised at how you know how. He reacted to that and uh, basically attacked me in terms of that. I do want to say that uh, David Beatrice not only is the head of the Mahoney County Democratic Party, a member of the Mahoney County Board of Elections, he also in the past had been a member of a group that joined forces between the Democrats, the Republicans, the Chamber of Commerce, the Plumbers and Pipe Fitters, and some other groups in opposition to this. So he's spoken at uh, press conferences in opposition for this. He was also very outspoken and, and denied it to go on the ballot, which the city of Youngstown accused them of behaving illegally. 
and now I'm supposed to trust them, even though the Supreme Court agreed that they abused their discretion. Once again, uh, we had invited David Beatrice, if I mispronounced the name earlier, my apologies, we had an, uh, invited David Beatrice and Mark Monroe, the Republican chair of the Mahoning County, who, who shared, we have his audio, but I, I won't get into that for the moment, he essentially echoed what David Beatrice had to say. He said he, too, was offended by your uh, suggestion that uh, that uh, somehow they have rigged the election. I didn't hear you accusing them of rigging the election. Uh, let me turn for a minute to Virginia Martin. She's the Democratic commissioner, election commissioner up in Columbia County, New York, uh, who joins us when the Mahoning County folks would not. Uh, Virginia, uh, you count every uh, paper ballot by hand there. As the uh, commissioner in Columbia County, have you received concerns like those expressed uh, from Ray, uh, from your own con constituents in Columbia County at, at, at meetings like that, concerns about the results of your elections? No, we have not. Do you have, uh, well, now, do you chalk that up to uh, your people just being way nicer than Ray, or uh, is this because, <laughs> because you hand count elections uh, in, in Columbia County? Well, our process of counting the ballots is extremely open and transparent. The public can come in and watch what we do. They can come in and watch uh, what happens on election night when all the materials are brought back to us and uh, secured under double lock and key so that it takes Republican and Democrat to, get, um, to gain access to them. And then the next morning when we unlock them and bring them out in a public uh, um, venue, a public room here at the Board of Elections, and start going through all the ballot materials and reconciling them all. It's, it's all very much open for the public to look at. And occasionally the public does look at it, and frankly, they get bored pretty quickly, but <laughs> I've never seen anybody uh, raise any issues about how we do it. So I, I mentioned the reconciling, but after the reconciling is all done and we know that we have every single ballot, uh, that, that left the Board of Elections before the election, and then it's, it's come back and we have it, mm -hmm. then obviously we start, we start counting the votes. And that, again, is totally open to the public, and I think most people find it kind of boring, but, you know, if you're, if you're a candidate and your election was very close or you were on the losing end of it, you're, you're pretty interested in it, and people watch it. Yeah. So we don't have people saying this doesn't look Right. Well, if you did, and uh, I believe that you saw, Virginia, I, I uh, sent you a link to the entire videotape of this uh, encounter, as we'll call it, this dust-up, this kerfuffle uh, at the Mahoning <laughs> County uh, Board. Uh, I believe you saw the end. What, what is your general thoughts on what happened there and, and frankly, uh, the way the election officials responded to uh, Ray uh, Byersdorfer's uh, request? Well, that's a little difficult. Um, we election officials often find ourselves in the crosshairs. Uh, you know, there's always somebody in the public who's not happy about something that's transpired at the Board of Elections. There's a winner and there's a loser. Mm -hmm. You know, so we often are in a position of having to defend ourselves. So I can understand why they would be very sensitive. I can understand why they would be sensitive, too. And I've seen other uh, election officials uh, respond in a similar way. But 
He did not accuse them of rigging an election to my ears uh, or accusing them of some kind of criminal behavior as an election official. Did Would you have heard it uh, in, in that same way? And I know you're in a difficult place. You don't want to go against your fellow election officials here. But I'm, I'm trying to get a sense of, of, of how an election official hears a concern like that, uh, especially since the ones from Mahoning County uh, apparently didn't want to join us to respond for themselves. I would not have heard it that way. Um, I also have advanced degrees in in communication and rhetoric. I have a doctorate in communication and mm-hmm. rhetoric. Um, I, but but I have to I have to recall that in Ohio they've kind of been on the defensive for a good long time now. Mm-hmm. So they're coming at it from a different place than than I would. Mm-hmm. Um, if if somebody challenged me, I would I would say to them, and I do say to people because they they do challenge us, and they do say occasionally. I, I find somebody who hasn't voted in an election in ten years saying elections in Columbia County aren't fair. I've been a commissioner for seven years now, mm-hmm. and I will draw them out, and I will tell them about our procedures, and I will say to them, join us. Become an election inspector. Become part of the practice, part of part of the process. You will see how we do this. It is fair, open. It's transparent, and you will change your mind about this. Uh, you know, there is. You're right. There is absolutely a reason. Certainly in Ohio, with the problems they've had with their elections over the years. Uh, in fact, uh, back in 2004. Uh, and, I, and I believe this is uh, mentioned in Ray's reply. I'm not going to have time to, to play it where he replied uh, to the commissioners here. But, um, you know, after the contentious 2004 election in Ohio, uh, two of the top election officials in Cuyahoga County, that's Cleveland, that's the largest county in the state, uh, two of the top election officials actually received the maximum sentence in jail after being found guilty for gaming the partial recount of the presidential election in 2004 in Cuyahoga County. Uh, so, the, And those were, again, paper ballots. There are reasons to be concerned. The specific type of voting system they use in Mahoning County, the ESNS DS-200 paper ballot op scan, uh, was discovered by the New York Daily News back in 2012, Uh, to have lost hundreds of paper ballots at just one single precinct in the Bronx. Uh, Those ballots went uncounted in the uh, in 2010 during the September primary. That was a failure rate of 70 percent in the November general election that same year. The the same machines that are we're talking about in Mahoning had a failure rate of 54 percent on the and they were brand new DS 200 paper ballot op scans. Those machines are used in Ohio, Arizona, Michigan and elsewhere. The U.S. Elections Assistance Commission released a warning in 2011 from a formal investigation report that uh, found those same systems failed to count paper ballots correctly following a Cuyahoga County, Ohio, finding that 10 percent of those machines failed during pre-election testing in 2010. I could go on and on with the problems with these ESNS machines, other ESNS machines, and other machines made by other manufacturers. It's it's not unreasonable, is it, uh, Virginia? In fact, I would say it's appropriate uh, for citizens to have concerns about the accuracy of the results of their elections. 
Um, I think it's appropriate for citizens to take an interest in um, how their elections are run and how their votes are counted. I absolutely agree with that. They, they really need to have a very high confidence level that their votes are being counted the way they cast them, mm-hmm. um, and that requires a very open process. And people need to get involved in this. They need to question. They need to, you know, verify. They need to verify that the results are the same as what was reported. Virginia, you told me that uh, over the years that one of the reasons you decided to do the hand count uh, in Columbia County was uh, because you similarly didn't have faith in, in the results of these optical scan machines. Am I correct? That is correct. And, and that goes back to my the fundamental question, the fundamental philosophical question of how do I know what I know? If I'm supposed to know that the results from an election are such and such and such and such, well, then how do I know that? Mm-hmm. And I personally can't know how a computer counts anything. You know, these systems are asymmetrical because only the voter knows how he or she cast a vote, cast a ballot. I don't know that. I can't check up on that ballot and say, yeah, sure, we counted, we counted your ballot right, mm-hmm. because I don't get to see that. Um, so how am I going to know that the result is correct? And I wasn't comfortable tr- trusting what the computer said, because I know computers can make mistakes. I know computers can be programmed uh, incorrectly, mm-hmm. you know, inadvertently. Sure. I also know they can be they can be manipulated. They can be tampered with. So there is a host of things that can go wrong uh, when computers are are adding up votes, and especially when it's done in a process in which only one person knows what went in. Well, the- you know, and then we're supposed to look at what comes out in the aggregate and say, oh, okay. Well, that wasn't good enough for me. I've got a, uh, there was a letter, we've got it at bradblog.com, from the Oakland County, Michigan uh, Board of Elections to the U.S. Elections Assistance Commission from 2008, seeking advice after they found that their ESNS optical scan machines, quote, yielded different results each time the same ballots were run through (laughs) the same machines. In pre-election mm, that's testing, extraordinary. Uh, yeah. So there is a good reason uh, to to have concerns about these results, and I don't know if they were right or mm-hmm. wrong in Mahoning, but I think the citizenry deserve to know. Uh, Dr. Ray, you uh, you said in your response to uh, this accusation that you accuse them uh, of of being criminals that this is not a matter of belief but of verification have you heard uh, uh from the mahoning county board of elections since that dust up a week or so ago and was there any uh, uh conversation with either of the commission commissioners afterwards uh, about this that that is not caught on the uh, on the videotape no uh that was it everything was caught on the videotape i haven't reached out to them i haven't heard back from them uh, I was hoping that they would be on this program and that it could be discussed here in the open, but I have not had any interaction with them. From my point of view, I was basically asking them to do what they do in Columbia County, New York, where then citizens can trust the results of these 
these ballots and these optical scan machines. I thought it was a reasonable request, and I was surprised that they attacked me so violently. They said uh, the Republican, uh, Mark Monroe, the commissioner who we also uh, invited, have not, uh, they did not uh, respond to our inquiries. Uh, he said that, of course, you can request a recount after the election, and you can, uh, and that would be a hand count. Um, or, or at least a partial hand count, the way they do it in Ohio, uh, or that you could file an elections contest. Why is that not good enough for you, Ray? Well, there's a cost. If, if the, if the uh, results of the optical scanners are within half a percent, then it's an automatic recount. Otherwise, it's a cost uh, that will be you know, thousands of dollars. Uh, I guess we could do a GoFundMe or something to try to try to pay for that. And my my impression is when they do these recounts, they just run them through the same optical scanners again, and they don't do a hand recount. Well, yeah, in in 2004, when those election officials in in Cleveland were uh, sentenced to the maximum time in jail, they uh, the way it worked is that they would count three percent of the ballots uh, by hand, and if they matched the results, that was the end of the recount. If they didn't match. Then they would have to count the entire county. What happened in uh, 2004 for the president, again, this was the presidential election in Ohio in 2004, the one that was uh, between George W. Bush and John Kerry that was so contentious, uh, the election officials actually faked that 3% count. They were supposed to choose random precincts, and they didn't. They pre-planned which precincts, and they pre-counted the ballots to make sure that they would match up so they would not have to do a full hand count and in any event uh yes you would be required uh, ray or your uh, the folks who wanted this uh, uh recount you'd be required to pay for it and to pay for any uh, election contest as i understand it in ohio you know i i just think this is a a remarkable story and i, I once again i wanted to bring on virginia uh, to underscore because i think what she's doing in columbia county is a model for the country uh, where they do count with uh computers on election night but then they immediately thereafter hand count every single ballot publicly. The concern that Ray has, Virginia, is exactly my concern. Again, I don't know if the if the initiative won or lost. I don't know if any candidate won or lost. And that's exactly the problem unless we hand count those ballots. So, um, Virginia, you have your work cut out for you. I'm going to put you in charge of talking to all of the other election officials in the country <laughs> And explain <laughs> explaining to them how you do it in Columbia County and to not be so angry when people when voters like uh, uh, Dr. Ray have concern about the results. <sighs> and if Man. you can start in you Youngstown, know, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> OK. All right. Well, that's a challenge. Um, you know, it's just so to me, it's so important that voters feel confident that the result is the result. And, you know, when somebody questions an election, they, they want one of two things to happen. They want, they want to find out <clears throat> that they were right and the results were wrong and they won instead of losing, or else they want to find out that they really lost and then put it to bed and get closure. You know, they just want to know. Yep. You're exactly right. Virginia Martin, Democratic Election Commissioner of Columbia County, New York, where they hand count all of their ballots so their voters can know. Thank you for joining us. And Dr. Ray Byersdorfer, 
who would like to know if the results are counted correctly in Mahoning County, Ohio. Uh, thank you for your advocacy on on, uh, on both the issues of, of fracking and counting votes in the uh, in the county in Mahoning County, Ohio. Uh, keep up the good fight, Ray. And I want to uh, once again say that if uh, the folks from Mahoning County, the election uh, uh, commissioners there, Mark Mark Monroe. David Beatrice uh, or their uh, director there, Joyce Kale Pesta. I, I'm well. Uh, you're all welcome to join me on this show and explain what happened here. And um, boy, I don't know. Th- in any event, thanks both uh, both of you, Dr. Ray and Virginia, for joining us here today. You're quite Thank welcome, you, Brad. Brad. Okay. And if people want to follow this, they can go to protectyoungstown.org. Protect Youngstown. Smartly done, Doc. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with more Bradcast right after this. I'm Brad Friedman. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. We are running late. Way I, late. I, way late. I blame Ben Ghazi and uh, Hillary Clinton and her emails. I'm just throwing that out there. So let's get to it. Our latest Green News report. No corporation has ever done anything this big and this bad. Calls grow in Congress for DOJ to investigate Exxon. Harper really bet the farm on oil and gas, and, and he lost that bet. Political change in Canada. Is it the beginning of the end for the dirty tar sands? Three out of four Americans now accept climate science. Your sunscreen may be killing coral reefs. Plus, surprise, September 2015 was the hottest September ever recorded. All of those surprises and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment there's no constitutional right to commit fraud oh great senator whitehouse now you tell exxon this is your green news report okay desi doyan slowly but surely pressure continues to build to bring a prosecution against exxon akin to what was brought against big tobacco. I know, it's remarkable, but we'll get to that in a moment. First, the ouster of Conservative Prime Minister Stephen Harper of Canada this week after nearly 10 years in power in favor of Liberal Party leader Justin Trudeau may foretell a major change in Canada's energy future and Harper's agenda to exploit Alberta's dirty tar sands at all costs. As Alex Dukas of climate policy group Oil Price International and an actual Canadian explained on the broadcast this week, Harper bet big on fossil fuels and lost. Harper really bet the farm on oil and gas, and, and he lost that bet. Uh, and unfortunately, that bad bet is now hurting a lot of Canadians. So you know, hopefully with a new government in power, uh, we'll start to see that turn around a little bit. We'll start to see recognition of the value of economic diversification and a recognition that you know, oil and gas is not the future for Canada, uh, but that clean energy is really uh, a huge opportunity for Canadians. We'll see. I'm still not certain about this uh, Liberal Party in Canada and if they really get it yet. Although Trudeau has said that he will personally attend the United Nations Climate Treaty Talks in December and 
And even though he's expressed support for the controversial Keystone XL tar sands pipeline across the U.S., he said he wouldn't do it at the expense of diplomatic relations with the U.S. Here in the U.S., pressure is rising on Exxon. 2016 Democratic presidential candidate Senator Bernie Sanders has joined calls from other congressional Democrats urging the U.S. Justice Department to investigate ExxonMobil. That's in the wake of new reports showing the oil giant concealed its knowledge that its fossil fuels cause global warming and spent millions of dollars on disinformation to deceive the public, much in the same way that the tobacco industry was successfully prosecuted a decade ago for doing the same. Rhode Island Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, himself a former prosecutor, made the case for an investigation on the Senate floor this week. The parallels between what the tobacco industry did and what the fossil fuel industry is doing now are so striking that civil discovery could reveal whether the fossil fuel industry's activities crossed that same line into racketeering. And again, fraud is not protected by the First Amendment. There is no constitutional right to commit fraud. Meanwhile, another new poll indicates the denial industry's influence is waning. 76% of Americans now agree climate change is occurring, and that includes a majority of Republicans. The new UT Energy poll shows yet again that U.S. acceptance of climate change science has shifted significantly upwards. Despite the efforts of the denial industry, it increased 10 points just in the last year. Your sunscreen appears to be damaging coral reefs. That's the conclusion of a disturbing new study that finds that even a minuscule amount of oxybenzone, the main ingredient in most sunscreens, appears to damage coral reefs. It's just one of many pollutants damaging corals, but scientists say you can help by wearing protective clothing instead of chemical sunscreens when you're swimming near coral reefs. Are there sunscreens that don't have oxybenzone in them? Yes, there are, but only a few. Will there be a move to remove Remove oxybenzones from sunscreen? It's possible, but this study is very new, so I'm sure it will take a lot of time to get to that place. Finally, it's official. September 2015 was the hottest September ever recorded for the entire planet since 1880. Oh, boy. That's according to NOAA. It ranked second in NASA's data set. It marks the fifth month in a row of record-setting monthly heat temperatures. The newest, hottest September was fueled by record warm ocean temperatures, and that has broken the record for the highest number of Category 4 and 5 storms in a single year. The Northern Hemisphere, where most of us live, has now had 20 cyclones, that's both hurricanes and typhoons, reaching Category 4 intensity or higher, and the season is not over yet. And when you say it is the warmest ever recorded since 1880, it wasn't this warm in 1880. That's just when they started keeping records of this stuff. That's right. So as far as we know, it has never been this warm, uh, at least not while humans were walking this earth. That's right. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download our reports anytime from Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Oh, it's too hot, too hot, too hot, lady. Gotta cool this anger. What a mess. What a mess we made, indeed. All right, my thanks to Desi Doyen, our producer, to Cynthia Cohn, our booking goddess, and to my guest today, Dr. Ray Byersdorfer of Youngstown, Ohio, and Virginia Martin, election commissioner from Columbia County, New York. If you missed any portion of today's program, 
check out our website, bradblog.com. You can uh, you can download all of our episodes there. Also, you can stop by iTunes, download all of our episodes there. Drop us email. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. And follow us on the Twitters and the Facebooks at the Bradblog. All right. Until next time, my thanks to you. We'll see you soon. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Oh,